Roses are red, violets are blue, sugar is sweet, and so are you. Happy Valentine's Day, guys. I know it's still a couple of days away, but I wanted to wish you a happy Valentine's Day. I love you all so much. Thank you for sticking with me. Thank you for liking, for sharing, for subscribing. I love you guys so much. Today, my Valentine's Day present for you is gist. I have hot premium gist about how I shot my shot at love and it backfired and burned me in the face. I'm going to be telling you guys all about that in today's episode. Let's get right into it. Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of Big Sister Conversations, a show for people who want to grow in their faith, make better choices, and strengthen their relationships. I'm your host, Enyola. Today's episode is going to be slightly different from what you're used to. Today is story time. I was thinking about how Valentine's Day is around the corner, and I wanted to share my Valentine's Day horror story. Now when I say horror story, it's not like what you're expecting, it's just basically like a Valentine's Day experience that didn't go well and how I had to suffer the consequences for a while. So yeah, just sit back and relax, I have plenty of gist, I'm going to be telling you guys all that happened, but not just for the sake of gist, but because I also know you will learn from it. But before we get into the conversation theme, please subscribe to the podcast so that you can find it easily when you want to listen again. You can also subscribe to my newsletter to become a part of the community. I send encouraging and personal emails every month to keep you hopeful and inspired. The link is in the show notes. On to my favorite part of the podcast. It's social media shout out time. Today's shout out goes to Chef Defi. Sounds like French. <laughs> so the review relates to the dealing with unbelieving friends episode and I'm just going to read the review. It's indeed real talk. I could really relate with losing all your friends basically and I'm still struggling with making new friends now. The podcast is very practicable and I'll start working on it from today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Chef Defi. Thank you for your kind words. I'm so glad that you found some of the things I shared practical and helpful. You guys, please don't forget to leave a review, rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify because it gives more people an opportunity to discover the podcast and it also helps you document what you have learned. So yeah, looking forward to reading your reviews and seeing your ratings in the coming weeks. So this is not an episode to encourage single people on Valentine's Day. I know you have heard so much about that and I don't want to reiterate. I'm actually going to be sharing a story with you guys and I hope you can learn from it. But I wanted to say this first. Many single people don't acknowledge that Valentine's Day can be pressuring. And it's okay if you don't feel pressured. You don't have to automatically start feeling pressured because I said it can be pressuring. I'm just saying that we should acknowledge the fact that valentine's day can be pressuring because it feels like the world goes all out everywhere you go in church on social media in your conversations the subject of love romance and dating is intensified and it's natural to feel pressured particularly if you're not in a relationship so i just wanted to establish that like pressure is 
probably going to be high at this moment but if you don't feel pressured of course it's fine you don't have to feel pressured but I know some people will be feeling pressured. Some people are feeling pressured at the moment, particularly if you're not in a relationship, not out of choice, but maybe just life, right? So there is a possibility that the pressure is high at this moment. And this just got me thinking about Valentine's Day some years ago, how that the pressure was heightened for me because I wasn't in a relationship. And I was even at a point where people expected me to be in a relationship because I was coming out of school. And you know this thing of, oh, when you enter school, they say no man. And then focus on your books. Keep men away. Keep boys away. They just want to get into your pants. And then you get out of school and then everybody's asking, where is your man? <laughs> and it makes me wonder, at what point was I supposed to meet the man in the library or in church? Because basically that's what I did with my life. But anyway, they don't want to hear that. They just miraculously expect you to come out holding your degree in one hand and holding the man you're going to marry in the other hand. But it doesn't always work like that, right? So at that point, it was around Valentine's Day. I was single and then conversations about love and relationships were really going on around me. And it started to get to me. Unfortunately, I had a couple of guys hanging around me. Like, you know, all these people that... I don't know why guys do these things, by the way. They like you, but they just don't want to talk. They'll just be dancing, calling, texting. Can we go on the work? Can we shake it? Like, they'll just be in your space without making any formal commitment. That thing is super annoying. It is so annoying. So it's like you have suitors, but you don't even know their intentions towards you. But luckily, I had cleared one of them the year before because he had just been dancing around me, calling. In fact, he had said, saying, I love you. Person where I know the dates. <laughs> and so I was just like, bro, what is going on here? Do you like me? Do you want to marry me? Because me, I'm not dating for fun. Then, you know now, all these university boys with sentient treasure. <laughs> I sound like my mother. Of course, he did not want to make a commitment. She has said story. You know, you know how all these guys are. Their voice will now drop. You don't even hear what they are saying. Just an abundance of words. But the message, you cannot even pick it out. That's how it was. He just went left, went right, said everything. Long story short, I can't date you. But I don't even understand the why. Anyway, no hard feelings. Actually, there were a lot of hard feelings. <laughs> yeah, I'd wasted my time for some months. But no hard feelings. Pack your bags. That's the door. Out. So I had cleared one. Then the other one was just dancing around me too. I was just like, oh my God, what's going on? Don't block my chances. Allow the people that want to see me, see me. Don't be hovering around me. And I hate it when guys say, you know, I'm going to marry you, right? Ah, don't tell me that. Don't. I hate it. I feel like it's very manipulative. If you have a, if you have an interest, communicate it clearly. Don't be giving me tidbits to lead, to lead me on without actually communicating. That's, that's, that's the, that's the manipulation, honestly. So he had been doing these sort of things around me. And so it was like, I had hope there was a road here, but the road was actually not clear. And we had been talking back to back for a while. So I just said, you know what, let's define this relationship are we just friends or you like me and you want to date me? Like, don't use my emotions to pay. So it was around Valentine's Day, right? I was emboldened because people had been asking, the pressure was there. So I'm just like, you know what, let's have this conversation. And then we did. And so I set an ultimatum basically that you can't keep dancing around me and be telling me stuff like you like me, but don't, don't, don't spin a web in my head. Don't confuse me. I have other things to think about. So we had a conversation. 
and then I set an ultimatum. I'm like, bro, you have to so, so, so number of weeks to let me know. Do you like me? Are we doing this or I'm cutting you off? I can't do this anymore. And so we had that conversation. And then eventually he went, oh, he likes me, yada, yada, yada. We kept on talking. Eventually, you know, the whole relationship progressed, blah, blah, blah. We broke up. After we broke up, after we broke up, that was when I now started seeing things in 3D. Like, you know when, you know how they say that sometimes you get a lot of insight in hindsight. Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. Spoken word artists should sign me on. You get insight in hindsight. Hey, Jesus, I spelled it. You get insight in hindsight. Mm. You can you can you can tweet it and then put my name there. That's a word. I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, you can get insight in hindsight. That's what it was for me. So after the relationship ended and I was looking back, I saw a lot of things and I wish I could go back and tell myself those things. I can't, but I have you, so I'm gonna tell you. So from that entire story now, I know that it was not a lot. I didn't give a lot of details, details like that, but the lessons you will learn, carry your book, take your pen, sit down, and turn your life about to teach you life lessons on love. So you know I mentioned pressure in the beginning. In this season, it is okay to recognize that there is a lot of pressure. It is natural to feel pressured. And I don't want you to deny the fact that you're feeling pressured. That is the thing. That was the mistake I made. I didn't realize that I was being motivated by pressure. And subtle desperation, if I'm being honest, because there was a lot going on around me. My emotions were not stable. They were not in the right place. My emotions had been stretched. I was feeling the weight of being single, particularly in February. And I did not admit it to myself. I just felt like, oh, this person is hovering around me. Let me clear him. What does he want? There's nothing wrong with defining the relationship. There's nothing wrong with shooting your shot. But you must not do it from a place of being pressured. The thing is, pressure hardly leads to making a wise decision. If you act from a place of pressure, the tendency is that you are going to make a foolish mistake is quite high. And you must be able to recognize your emotions as a single person. It would even help you when you're in a relationship. Be familiar with your emotions. Recognize when this pressure is external, this pressure is internal, this is just pressure, I need to kill pressure. Something my pastor as an undergrad taught me, I would never forget, though it applies to um, your academics and grades and exam, it's something I think even applies to the entirety of life, if I'm being honest. He said, kill pressure, embrace responsibility. Kill pressure, embrace responsibility. And that's what I think should be your disposition as a single person in this season. Kill pressure. You don't feel pressured. Now single, you single. You know, kill person. And my mom used to say this thing. I, I can only sit in your bow. Try to translate. One, kimu, let's come and call. Like, they don't, there's nobody marking an attendance to say, oh, you are late as regards this whole thing of marriage and whatnot. So there's nobody's timeline you are running with. Nobody's timeline. Even though people might be telling you, oh, at this time, you should be in a relationship, you should be dating, you should have a man, you should be engaged, you should be married, you should have a baby, blah, 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 blah. That is their timeline. There is no timeline for love. Let me just tell you, there's no timeline. No time is too late, so long as you are in God's will for your life, right? And so you need to recognize your emotions, recognize pressure for what it is. Pressure drove me into making a wrong decision. And I would explain, you would see why it was a wrong decision. Don't worry. 
but yeah pressure drove me into making a wrong decision i did not recognize pressure for what it was if i had i wouldn't have gotten into that relationship because honestly it was the worst relationship of my life this is the first time i'm admitting it in public it was the absolute worst relationship of my life if i could go back in time i would absolutely avoid that person and i would just once see once a guy is giving you mixed signals it's hardly good there's so many things wrong once a guy but once he's giving you mixed signals once you guys have had to define the relationship conversation and nothing good comes out of it just pack your bags and leave don't see that ultimatum that i gave that was another problem but yeah don't let me get all over the place and i lose my train of thought i was saying that recognize pressure for what it is sit down know you are feeling pressured and kill pressure you act from a place of responsibility not pressure so responsibility in that i am single not by choice i want to be in a relationship people are dancing around me i can sit objectively and ask myself based on everything that i've even seen and observed is this person's character stable enough for me to get into a relationship with them? Maybe, maybe not. Okay, let's have a conversation. And whatever you get from the conversation, hold on to it and act on it. Don't try to think for them. Don't try to make assumptions for them. Once Whatever you get from that relationship, hold on to it as a gospel truth. And once a guy is giving you mixed, mixed signals, or even a girl is giving you mixed signals, I'll tell you just leave. If somebody likes you, it's clear. They don't have to do back and forth blah 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 blah. if they like you it is obvious like emotions are not things that you are unaware of if you like someone it's very obvious of course there could be some factors hindering you which is why defining the relationship is important but once you hear their reasons and it's just an abundance of words with no substance please leave so that's the first thing i would say kill pressure embrace responsibility and see pressure for what it is recognize when you are feeling pressured and own it but then kill it meaning slow down now another thing again i realized is many times single people myself inclusive when i was single we forget that a relationship is not a cure for loneliness at that point i was feeling lonely i will not lie because all around me people were getting into relationships i was at the age according to societal standards where i should be dating you know this thing right i always had this secret fear that i wouldn't get married early because i had seen people in their 40s and they'll be writing their name anytime they say what's your prayer request husband or even doing family devotion or praying for so 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 and so auntie to get married and i didn't want it to be me so i did like a case study and observation <laughs> and i realized that the best place many times to get a partner is in uni because after uni it's just more difficult you get in, you have work blah 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 but please this was my mindset at the time and there is an iota of truth in it but to be fair it's not only in uni you meet a partner i didn't my did my fiance we did not meet in uni so you see <laughs> there's so many people that did not meet their partners in uni it was just the norm it's, it is the norm like it is what is more common but it doesn't mean that if you don't meet your partner in uni, you're doomed for life. But that was what I thought, that if I don't meet my partner in uni, I'm doomed for life. Which is why I even started dating at, I think, 16, 17. Because I was afraid that I would be a spinster at 40. So I didn't want to be single at school. As I was leaving school, I wanted to have my own partner. And so I was really feeling lonely because it looked like it was happening for everybody. But it wasn't happening for me. There was nobody I had a speck, but I couldn't even find him. So the closest person that looked like a speck, I was willing to just hold on to him and run with it because I was feeling lonely. Now, there are two lessons packed into what I'm about to share. The first thing is, 
A relationship is not a cure for loneliness. If you're feeling lonely, recognize that you are feeling lonely and try to address the loneliness. Don't try to use a relationship to fill that void. That's what I did. I was feeling lonely and I thought getting into a relationship would help me stop feeling lonely. It did not. To be honest, it did not. And I'm in a better relationship now and I still feel lonely. So the thing is, loneliness is even a part of life. You have to learn to be comfortable with boredom. You have to learn to be comfortable with loneliness because you will not always have human interaction when you want, how you want. Love is not even a feeling. It's commitment. There are times where... So what happens if you get into a relationship and you and your partner are really busy and there are weeks, seasons where you're not communicating as much as you used to? What happens if the climate of your relationship changes and for some reason communication takes a backseat, which it shouldn't, but maybe just in that season, maybe for a few days, you guys just can't talk as much as you used to. What would happen? You'll cheat on your partner. So that's the thing. You have to get used to being lonely. Loneliness is a part of life and how you address it says a lot more about the kind of person you are. So now, right, if I'm feeling lonely, what do I do? Maybe watch a movie, talk to my friends, work, try to fill up my time. Loneliness is a part of life, but thinking that a relationship would help you solve loneliness, ha, you're on a long thing, no? <laughs> you are on a long thing because if you get into a relationship because of loneliness, you have made the wrong decision. And that's what I did at that time. I was so lonely that I was willing to just take anybody that looked like a speck and make him a hey, you're a girl, and make him a boyfriend. Now, another thing is, another thing again that happens with single people that also happened to me at that time is you have a speck that is good. You have a list of the kind of guy you should be with or the kind of girl you should be with. You have the right qualities. Your head is in the right place. But then you now survey the landscape. You realize there's nobody that fits into it. So you compromise. The person that looks like they manageably fit into some of it, you now hold them because they say a bed in hand is worth two in the bush. See, if you're single and you're a student and it looks like the person around, all the people around you are not it, it is fine. There are 7 billion people in the world. You haven't met all of them. If all the people around you don't fit into the type of man you want, it is absolutely fine. It's okay to be single and wait till you meet that person because you will eventually. So at that time, right, I knew what I wanted. I wanted a guy who loved Jesus. I wanted a guy who served in church with great friendships. I wanted a guy who my family approved of. I wanted a guy who basically was kind, patient, all those good stuff. And then all the guys around me, right, they fit into it to a large extent, but to some extent, I wasn't just attracted to them or they did not like me back or they had babes already. So there was nobody that fit into all that criteria and I was attracted to and was attracted to me. I did not find anybody that hit those three things. And so as soon as I found somebody that manageably just resembled what I wanted, I just grabbed it because I was like, I don't want to be single at 40. What if I don't meet again? A bed in the hand is worth twin the bush. And at that moment, right, I hadn't even met a quarter of the people. I mean, since then, I've been to law school. I've been to NYC camp. I have worked in a company. I, I am in a church family. There's social media. From that time till now, I am pretty sure that I have met about a thousand people, if not more. So the thing is, Many times we tend to narrow our gaze when we cannot find the kind of people we want and then we settle and compromise, which again leads to making foolish mistakes. So 
please don't narrow your gaze if the person you want the kind of person you want so long as your standards are not unrealistic if that person is not around you calm down don't worry you will meet the person life is big seven billion people you've never even met one over ten of them you will meet the person you will meet her you will meet him so that's what i'm saying kill pressure embrace loneliness and refuse to settle it is very important now another thing i would have told myself is be patient and trust god because I thought taking matters into my own hands would work. Frankly, what I did by giving the guy an ultimatum was manipulation. Yes, I was defining the relationship, but I was also doing so from a place of manipulation. Like, if you cannot make up your mind, out. So you have two weeks to decide, or you have two days to decide. That was very manipulative. The way the conversation, the defining the relationship conversation should have just gone in. I want to understand your thought process i like you you like me how come we cannot get into a relationship at this time that should have just been the conversation it's giving somebody an ultimatum is very unfair it's very rude and it's very manipulative which is what i did and i'm telling you please don't do that <laughs> don't corner somebody don't back somebody into a corner where they have no choice but to date you because they don't want to lose the friendship or they don't want to lose the relationship please don't do that that's very bad <laughs> but yeah be patient i wish i had just told myself at that time okay let's have this conversation and if he's doing back and forth back and forth just let it go it's not the end of life just let it go you don't even have to cut somebody off by telling them oh if you don't pick me i'll cut you off just cut them off it's that simple one thing i learned from pastor kingsley on Okonkwa is when it comes to closure closure involves just you not you and the person in many instances. So you are a whole individual. After that conversation, you can decide for yourself if you want to be in a relationship with that person or not. That's another thing. You are the prize, not the other person. You are the prize, not the other person. So if somebody's already looking like they're giving you mixed signals, pack your bag and go. You are more valuable for somebody to be playing table tennis with your emotions, right? You are more valuable than that. Be patient and trust in God. One of the things I have learned about relationships that I wish I could have told myself at that time is many times relationships come from a place of rest and dependence on God. When you're not even looking, when you're not, when you've killed pressure completely, you are comfortable with being lonely. You know the kind of person you want and you're not willing to compromise and you have trust in God. And trust me, you will find that person very soon. It doesn't take time. See, after that relationship ended, right? I had about a few months before I started dating my, my fiancé now. At that point, I was comfortable with being single. I had told God, even if it's till 30, I will wait on you. I, at, that, at that point, I was no longer afraid of being a spin star 40. Though I did not really want to be a spin star 40, if we're being honest. But I'm like, God, I'm fine with waiting on you. And honestly, less than two months or three months after reaching that space, my fiance literally landed on my laps. I'm not telling you that's what would happen for you. I'm not God. You might have to wait longer and your waiting period might be shorter, but your heart is in the right place. When love comes, it would find you ready. It would. If you act from pressure, if you're of loneliness, desperation, manipulation, and you date somebody, it cannot last. It will not work. I'm telling you from experience. It can't work. It will not last. It would be the worst mistake of your life. So don't even attempt it. I've made a mistake for me and you, Abby. I'm your big sister. <laughs> so don't make that same mistake too. Just trust God. Trust God with your love life. See, God is very good. God loves to give his children good gifts. This relationship I'm in, I did nothing to make it happen. It was just a place of trusting that I got it. And I believe that that's what God wants to do for you. So at this time, 
during Valentine's Day and this entire month of February where we are talking about love and emotions are heightened, all this stuff, what my biggest advice to you would be, recognize if you're feeling pressured, kill it, kill that pressure. If you have to get off social media, do so for the sake of your own sanity. If you cannot watch some movies, if you cannot be in some conversations, it's okay. It's completely okay, but don't skip church because you're talking about love. <laughs> the things you learn in church will be helpful when you're in a relationship, so don't skip church. But as much as you can, try to control the pressure. Then embrace loneliness. Be used to being lonely. And fill up your time. Fill up your time properly. And don't manipulate anybody. Don't force anybody. Just rest and trust God. Love will come sooner than you know. Thank you for listening to this episode of Big Sister Conversations. If you liked it, please rate and leave a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Enyola underscore Adeko to keep up with me and to keep the conversation going. Until next time, remember that God loves you and I'm rooting for you. <laughs>